Hey everybody, C-Node here, aka Christian Rivera, bringing you Dopamine, the show that is currently more trustworthy than Facebook. Today I wanted to share with you a conversation I had with Ashley Sanders, uh, a new friend of mine on Facebook who I've been uh, speaking to on and off on Facebook through, um, ironically Facebook, uh, through the group Getting Clients Without Being Salesy, which is where a lot of these guests are coming from, by the way. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can hit me up at Rival My Design or at Dopamine Show on Twitter and uh, let me know about yourself and, and why you want to be on the show. And then I'll send you a link and we can get that happening. But uh, the show today, we talk about leadership, comedy, marketing, and grief. Some really good topics as it pertains to Ashley and her transition from doing marketing and podcasts to setting up a leadership retreat and doing this fun new idea that uh, seems more natural to her. And you'll find out through listening to our conversation that she's definitely personable, very, um, very in tune with who she is and uh, is not afraid of being funny and, um, and talking about what's on her mind and what she needs to get out there. So, and we talk a little bit about grief, um, the passing of someone near and dear to her and how she's worked through that or is working through that. Um, and, uh, gives a little bit of a uh, leadership advice. So with that, I would like to introduce Ashley Sanders and welcome her to the show. Drums, all right welcome ashley sanders it's sanders right not saunders it is sanders okay welcome to the show say hi to the people hello people how are you <laughs> i'm sure they're good uh so welcome to the oh. show. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, I don't know, what makes you tick, I guess. <laughs> um, my name's Ashley. Um, I am like a entrepreneur type deal going on. I, I'm starting a small camp, a leadership retreat. Sorry, I have to get into the habit of saying leadership retreat. <laughs> um, I, do, I do. I have to get into the habit. Um, small leadership retreat and then throughout the year probably just some leadership stuff um leadership activities throughout the year and then also i do marketing which is just terrible so i'm looking <laughs> to transition and get out of marketing because i'm uh -huh. sick of making other people rich and then when things go wrong for them they they yell so i don't i don't want to deal with that right they come to you and they start complaining like it's your fault like i made you rich and and you're the one destroying me too it's like come on like you didn't, you didn't offer me, uh, you know, extra money when you had a really good month, <laughs> you know, right, but now yeah. you're contemplating paying me because the month wasn't as good as the really good month. Right. <laughs> right. right. Make yeah. We should really start employing a tip jar for marketing right? situations <laughs> or just, you know, fluctuate based on uh, gross income and stuff. Yeah. God forbid. I was like, give me 20%, you know, <laughs> like, right. It would be crazy. And you also have a show on uh, on Facebook. Do you uh, have it on YouTube or anywhere else too? Yeah, it's on YouTube too. I've taken a break from my show because it's exhausting. Um, right. Podcasting is absolutely exhausting. It's fun when you're like in when you have the time to do it and you're mm. you know going and going and especially when you first start out, it's like freaking amazing. But then mm. like life happens and things happen and you have to take a break from it. And fortunately, 
podcasting for me isn't a full-time, you know, gig with opportunity, career stuff. So I'm able to take that, um, right. that break from it and really mm-hmm. refocus myself and get myself into gear to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get my gear, myself into gear to edit because editing is a full-time job. Yeah. Um, it takes so much work. I'm, I'm starting to transition this show into like I've I, I emphasize when I'm doing a show like this either podcast or video or something I emphasize the process like I need to make it as streamlined as streamlined as possible or otherwise I'm going to burn out and I'm just not going to bother after a while yeah so. definitely um luckily we got um we got my show on mile high radio which is really cool nice. um and you should actually look into it uh I'll, I'll, maybe I'll introduce you to the lady or send you the link sure but uh, you're able to basically upload a bunch of shows and then they play them. So my show is still being played. It's just that I am right now not in the position to be editing and doing all that stuff. So right. I still have my show and it's still going and it's still going. Now um, I'm working with another network called Hollow Nine and I have a new show coming out, which is probably better than my old show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so what do you what do you talk about on the show usually uh, or did talk about on the show for people who want to kind of go back and, and check out your old shows? What, what, it's all about innovation just people who are thankless at their jobs but are really good at them mm-hmm. um i noticed a lot especially in the facebook world there's people who are working super hard but mm-hmm. nobody pays any attention to them because they don't have you know a large group or they're not selling a course right um but they're still doing their shit and they're still doing what they can do and nobody's saying thank you to these people nobody's paying them any attention and i think being i think a thankless job is like the worst job it's mm-hmm. hard to keep going when nobody cares so I like to you know bring those people in and remind them that they're doing a great job and tell them that all their efforts are appreciated and that they are superstars and so that's basically what I do yeah that support is amazing because as much as many of us can just kind of there are some people who can just get in front of the microphone like I'm getting better at it just like not worrying about the audience so much but it's just nice to get a little bit of respect and know that people are listening and that you're not wasting your time right it's um people can pretend they don't need um outside you know approval and thanks but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day everybody's human and a thank you will go a long way absolutely so what kind of led you into uh starting to do uh camp ashley and all this uh the leadership retreat and such and make that transition well i always wanted to run a summer camp and um (laughs) it's like my dream because when i was little all i did was go to summer camp i thought my parents were trying to like broaden my horizons but it was like they had to work during the summer right (laughs) you know what i mean and it's cheaper just to send your kid to summer camp than it is Mm -hmm. to like stay home and take a fucking week vacation off work or something right so they would send me to summer camp six twelve or you know the whole summer basically Mm -hmm. and i love summer camp it was the only thing that i learned from like i went to school and i just went to school to be social but i went to summer camp and i learned a lot and then so i was like you know what i have the time now i have a little bit of cash saved up let's do it and so i started it and when i started i didn't really have a clear focus and i did actually and i didn't realize i did i was just kind of pitching off the let's have fun and right. then I posted a status like I'm doing something wrong, something's not converting, and I got a bunch of I got a bunch of personal messages, and I got a couple people who responded to the post, and so then I went back and like I went on my drawing board and I really like looked at everything that was happening, and I was like, this is a fucking leadership retreat, right? Like that's exactly what this is, and I don't know why no one got that. And then I went back through all my statuses and everything. I was like, well, I guess I've never even said it, so how could they understand? Right, um, <laughs> right. Then, yeah. They could just think you're just going camping, and there's nothing to it. Yeah, like, oh, I, I never said it, yeah. and I think I always knew that, and I and I thought like it would translate through. Let's have fun and grow together, 
but when you have you have to actually say it to people it turns out people need to hear what they're doing before they can just you know not everybody speaks the same language as me right yeah it takes a little bit extra uh, work to communicate with some people as we talked about a little bit before the show <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's hard some, you know there's different communication styles and some people pick up on things and some people don't um, but before we kind of dive into that um, uh, so what kind of ideas do you have for this like retreat like is it um, uh, are you taking a lot of inspiration from summer camps in terms of like activities and things to do yeah 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 uh, summer camp and um just my life in general like mm-hmm. the reason it's a leadership retreat is because I've been fortunate to be able to be put in leadership positions in my young life right. a couple of them that were really really cool you know like I'm the vice president oh I lost you for a second Hold on. internet connection is unstable <laughs> yeah and like it was pretty cool so and then from summer camp, just the team building games and learning how to communicate with people because Camp Ashley has five tenets or principles, mm-hmm. should I say, and um, their communication, action, authority, mindset, and purpose. Right. And those are like the five most important things you need to be a leader. And so mm-hmm. every activity revolves around something along those lines, whether it's like soccer, we're going to do a little funnel building. But really what it is, is learning how to communicate with people. You got to take the action. You have to put yourself in the position of authority when you're cooperating with the team. And then you have to go in with the mindset that you're going to lead this team and you guys are going to win. And then if you have all that, and if you don't have any of that stuff, you have no purpose. So you can't lead, you right. know? So it's, it's a matter of just putting all that stuff together in order to become the leader in your business and your life and your relationship and, you know, all that good stuff. Can you um, briefly mention again, which leadership positions you had? Because I, you kind of went out during that part. I, ca- I caught all oh. the input stuff, stuff, but just the, just which positions you had. Yeah, for five years. So when I was 21, um, I was asked to be the vice president of a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, that was pretty cool. And that was after um, I was working at this church as a volunteer coordinator for like the kids ministry. I wasn't even Christian. So that was just like, you guys aren't really doing your background check here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, that and then also um, while I was wor- while I was working at the volunteering, not working. While I was volunteering at the church, I was asked to be a youth outreach coordinator, and I hadn't gone to college. Um, so, you know, there was something in me that possessed the leadership quality, and it's something that's a reoccurring theme throughout my life. So I figured, why not give it to people, you know, and teach them what I know and how I did it. Yeah, it seems like it's come very natural to you. Is, do you think that's part of your upbringing or just kind of like that's something that's in your DNA? Um, probably both. Both of my parents are really, like, hardcore leaders. Um, my mom... As she, you know, she was like captain of the cheerleading squad and now she's like one of the biggest um, uh, like hospitalists and she runs one hospital in Wisconsin and my dad runs an entire mortgage firm and he was always like manager of stock broken firms and stuff. So like I learned from them and then also the only books we had in my house were like leadership books and also, um, you know, like medical books. Right. So, you know, I was like 10 years old walking around, know how to get like a rock out of your foot. And I also <laughs> was like, 10 years old reading books like rich dad poor dad you know what i mean right right <laughs> and i wasn't reading like green eggs and ham and everything so i mean i it's kind of really not my fault yeah. they made me <laughs> no it's interesting because I, I i have a lot of similar conversations with people in the sense that like when i tell them about my past because my dad owned his own advertising agencies since i was a kid so i kind of grew up in it and they're just like how do you know all these things i'm like i don't know it just it's like instead of watching sesame street I would watch, well, I did watch Sesame Street, but after Sesame Street, I'd be like seeing what my dad was up to and learn stuff from him (laughs) and you just pick up on things. True. 
Yeah. So um, the, what I, another aspect, so I like how you broke down the leadership stuff, particularly when it comes to like uh, um, communication, authority, and purpose. Um, communication being massively huge and a big gaping hole in like humanity. <laughs> I feel yeah. People are having such a hard time communicating with each other and having done a podcast and a show, um, what are some of like the strengths you see in people in terms of communication or, or it's probably easier to point out like what some weaknesses are and how people can communicate better. I think one of the biggest problems is everybody's trying to talk to everybody uh-huh. and I, I can't read, you know, you can't reach everybody and it, it may just be simple as something as simple as like you only have one toe. Some people want to hear from people with all 10 toes. Some people want to hear from people with, you know, it, it, it's true. It's it, whether it's external or internal, maybe you have a weird accent. Mm-hmm. You, you can't talk to everybody. Your, right. your message isn't meant for everybody. You have to really hone in on your people. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to locate the people you're talking to, then you can definitely, you know, reach out and. Oh, I lost you again. And get that message across. Now, right. yep i think i lost you again hopefully you'll be back in a second you peeked in and out yeah can you hear me now sorry i got a phone call all right yep there you go um that's probably why yeah so definitely (laughs) what was i saying um so what i was saying was basically everyone's trying to you know communicate with everyone that's the one downside of facebook is when you make a post public Mm. you know you think you're talking to everyone and it doesn't resonate with anyone some most of the people it probably turns off Right. And that's why we see all these, you know, internet arguments and all this stuff. And it's funny because the people that you're supposed to be talking to, they may be the person who's able to reach out to the other person. Right. And so it's, it's kind of along the lines of stop trying to talk to everybody and talk to the people who want to hear from you. Yeah, there's just a lot of broad generalizations. And I think it comes from also, uh, if I can supplement what you're saying, like uh, a lack of understanding of their own personality or their comfort with their own personality. Right. You know, it seems like you're, you've, you're very comfortable with your personality and who you are. And it seems like you've been that way since you were a kid or yeah. I don't know if that's correct, but sounds like it, you're really in tune with who you are and that's, people seem to resonate with you as a result of that. So that's fantastic. Uh, uh, I wanted to kind of cover and go back to like the marketing stuff. You kind of mentioned at the top, like why that like marketing sucks. And I think in a lot of ways it does. <laughs> and I agree with you. So like what aspects are like turning you off from marketing these days? It's the unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, you can, you know, a majority of us, we can get high ROI and that's great. But people don't realize how important VAs are in this mm-hmm. kind of a game. And so most people who are, you know, who own their agency have a VA, they have somebody or they have content creators, they have a giant team. Right. And that's why they're able to get those results. If it's just you doing, you know, 10 clients, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. Not only is it exhausting, but then you not, it's not just exhausting. It's, it, it's frustrating because yeah. some clients will do well. And this mm-hmm. could be the same exact, you could have 10 real estate clients. One mm-hmm. of them do well and one of them won't. And you, and it's on you to figure out why this person isn't doing well. And then not only that clients, it's hard to even reach them sometimes. Right. Sometimes right. they feel like they're paying you, you do your job and that's it. But when it comes to marketing, uh, I hate to break it to a client, but you know, you're kind of the person that they're marketing. You might want to be open to talking to the person who does your marketing and you stop expecting them to just know. Also, right. when it comes to content, content and marketing, you know, content creation is hard mm-hmm. and it's time consuming. 
Yep. And it's frustrating. So, you know, I see a lot of clients who don't want to help with content creation where I'm saying, listen, what I need you to do today is take a couple pictures where you're at. Well, I don't really have time for that. Okay. Well, how the fuck can I show anything you're doing? If I'm, if you're three States away, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you won't even take three pictures. Like, how is that fair? And then when you don't get the ROI, you get upset because I'm not doing my job. Right. It's a partnership and I don't have time for shitty partners. Right. And, and that's the hard part that, that is, the, it's like, it all comes down to people. It's like, if you're working with shitty people, it's going to be a shitty experience. Uh, and, and like you said, also like marketing in general is like really hard. Uh, I think it's underestimated how hard it is. You know, people like us, we've been kind of thinking about this for pretty much our entire lives based on how we were raised and such. But uh, there are people who are just like kind of falling into the fad of marketing in a way, uh, yeah. dig- digital marketing. And they're just like, uh, you know, I want to be a coach and I want to do all this marketing, but it, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy that um, I don't think like a, a lot of people uh, are aware of, which is why there's a, an, a, like a, such a vast need for you know, a leadership retreat, like what you're doing and what a lot of people are doing, like that, that market's opening up because so many people who are jumping into the game who don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. They're marketing, but they're not leading anything. So you have to, and and even in, you know, marketing, you have to take a leadership role with your clients. You have to say, listen, here's what needs to happen. And you don't have to be nasty about it, but you have to define those boundaries. Listen, I said last week, I need this from you and this from you and this from you. And some people, Mm -hmm. they say, well, my client, you know, I just signed on a high ticket client you know, mm-hmm. 20K a month. In my mind, if someone's paying you $20,000 a month, mm-hmm. you need to be, you know, number one, you need to get rid of all your small paying clients and you need to have three really good ones Yep. versus trying to treat your $20,000 client like your $5,000 client. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like it's just absolutely stupid. And so instead of taking that leadership position in their life and in their client's life, they kind of just take a back seat, get frustrated and give up. Right. And it's like, no, dude, you somebody's paying you that much money a month you need to make them your number one priority now if everybody's paying you that obviously it's a level playing field and you're billy jean you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) you don't really have to shit but make funny videos but until you're until you're the person who's who's got that kind of team and got that kind of system you really need to you really need to put yourself in that position where you're saying listen this is what i need from you no hip hands or butts if you don't give it to me i'm sorry we can't do business it's that simple and it's sh- it's it's shitty because that's a lot of money mm-hmm. to leave on the table. But if they're not willing to do the work and they just have the money, they've never really worked hard in their life anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, right. you can't even expect them to be on the same level as you. Right. So it sounds like you want to shift from for you personally that you want to shift from the grind itself to help people be able to like find the right way that they need to, you know, do business because you you have the 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 skill set, the mindset, the ability and. You know, it seems just more natural to fit for you to fit into a leadership role to like teach people how to be leaders. That seems to make sense. Did that um, like was that like a situation that kind of uh, worked out overnight, uh, quote unquote, overnight in terms of like you just had like a click moment where you're just like, you know what, I should just teach people how to be leaders. Like I'm tired of doing this <laughs> or like yeah, what? literally overnight, like two yeah. days ago. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, fantastic. I asked the question what was going wrong and. <laughs> I printed out all the screenshots, all the messages. I put them on my board. I went like crazy, connected dot conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at it and I saw what it was and I turned off all the noise. I turned off Facebook. I turned off my phone. Mm-hmm. I stopped asking questions and I decided to get to work. And right. I just kind of 
you know, put the word camp down on my whiteboard mm-hmm. and like with dots so I could turn it into an acronym. And that's exactly what happened. That's it was, fantastic. It, it, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 um, it's an interesting way of, uh, uh, just like really just honing in on like how you're feeling and where you're at in a situation and just saying like, I need to make a visceral change. Um, and it sounds like, did you, did you experience any kind of like, um, Oh, sorry. Any kind of like physical symptoms or anything? Um, yeah, my skin falls off. Yeah, well, that's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you were experiencing physical symptoms, and like, um, did you do like research and ask people questions as to like what you bring value to them, or do you feel like this is a lot of like instinctual stuff? Like you just know who you are and what you should do. No, I kind of know who I, I I pretty much fight against who I am on the often chance um, mm-hmm. because I kind of don't like the fact that I'm like a leader. I kind of want to just sit back and not do shit and like right. make a bunch of money uh-huh. and it's not who I am. Right. And so like marketing worked because I, I was kind of quiet. I didn't have to really. But then as I got involved with Facebook groups and, you know, online shit, I just kind of saw what needed to be done and I didn't want to be the person to do it. I was like, somebody's going to do it. Somebody, I believe in this person. I believe in that person. And then, right. you know, um, my grandpa passed away. And so I lost my mind mm-hmm. essentially. And I got really stressed out and all my skin started to fall off and um, like not kidding. It literally sheds. But right. um, after that uh, I asked the one question, what am I doing wrong? And once I did that and everyone kind of had no problem telling me, which I found hilarious. Right. Um, and it was kind of funny because until I asked, nobody was going to say anything. Right. You know, like, and I was like, well, <laughs> shit, guys. Like, if you knew all this, <laughs> why didn't you ask, you know? Right. And so it came down to me just asking one question. What am I doing wrong? And being willing to accept the fact that it wasn't perfect because we've all talked to somebody whose, you know, business isn't working the way they want it to. And you try and give them pointers and they're like, but this, but that, but this, but that. No, if it's failing and someone's trying to help you, you listen. Right. And that's another thing about being a good leader. You know, if if your entire if you're playing paintball and your entire team's getting shot, there's a good chance you need to ask your team what the hell is going on. Right. You know, why is everybody getting shot? Are we not? Do we not have enough cover? Um, are your guns shitty? Um, are you guys just really bad at this? You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of those things that that I talk about on this show pretty frequently, or at least a a common topic, is uh um the inability for a lot of people to be honest with themselves for some reason they have got these blockers uh whether it's like other people in their lives like they're they're trying to feign some sort of people pleasing or or some situation where they're trying to um uh, try to pretend to be something more than they are therefore they have to like hide parts of their personality and they're just not being honest with themselves um i mean it sounds like your strength is being honest with yourself uh in some of those ways are eventually coming around to that <laughs> and uh, 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 being able to use that information to move forward. Um, uh, I had a question and I lost it. So it was just me talking, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I-, I wanted to kind of move on to um, briefly ask you, and if you're okay talking about this, your grief with your, the passing of your grandmother. Um, if, if that's something that like, like how did you handle that? Is that something that you felt like you, did you try to keep working through it or did you have to like stop the presses and, and um, really work through that? Um, like what was some of that process like, if you don't mind talking about it? Oh, my grandma's like the first person I've ever given a shit about that's died. 
Right. Not like, and like, I mean, in like a really deep sense to give a shit, not just like my friends, because I've had friends, you know, pass away and it hurts, but you can work through it. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be the same kind of deal. Like I could just deal with this and keep going and keep going. Right. And what happened was I, I couldn't, you know, um, right. and I would do menial tasks every day and feel like I was moving on. And, um, you know, it started really, I didn't realize how stressed out I was, but you know, my skin started peeling. I started getting blisters um i lost all and it's only been not even not even well three months i get two months now so Mm -hmm. it's only been about two and a half months and i'm still like finally accepting the fact that i'm like super sad (laughs) you know and um before i was taking it out on myself trying to change everything because i felt like i failed Mm -hmm. and so i it was instead of realizing it was sadness i turned it into self-loathing so I just hated everything about myself and I, and I was like, I'm going to do everything opposite and nothing mm-hmm. was working. Right. Um, and like I said, until I asked the question, what am I doing wrong? And I was able to sit down for like a whole entire night and just realize that I felt like I failed myself. And instead of being sad and mourning like everybody else and crying, I just turned that into anger and hate. And I started mm-hmm. doing the exact opposite of everything that Ashley normally does. Right. And that's why shit wasn't working because instead of, you know, cause essentially I was lying to myself and I never lie to myself. Right. Um, and I would, instead of going live, I would write long ass posts and they're good, but like nothing really quite says Ashley, like a nice long rant or, you know what I mean? Like something like <laughs> right. that. So right. I'm doing all the opposite things that I used to do, um, when I was happy and everything. And I was sitting there like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? And it just kind of hit me like, it's cause you're not fucking you, dude. You're, you're, you're trying to be someone else because mm-hmm. you hate the end results of the fact that your grandma died because you took care of her for so long. Right. And so now you're saying I'm going to do everything opposite and maybe this project won't die on me too. Turns out I did everything I was supposed to do and that old people die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so if I keep going the way I was going with this project, it was going to die because I shot it in the face, not because I nurtured it to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's that kind of deal. Right. Do you, do you talk about this stuff uh, like on your your show or to people on Facebook or to people yeah. around you to kind of work through it too? I talk about it because people ask about it. I right. don't mind talking about it. There's nothing off limits when I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, talking is easier for me than actually feeling. Right. I don't, it, it's, it's harder for me to sit down and actually feel something. If I talk about it, I think people resonate with it more. And for me, that's worth it versus if I'm just sitting to myself thinking about it, then it just becomes like, what are you doing with your life? Why are you moping? You know, um, you're better than this. So yeah, I do talk about it. I talk about it all the time. I don't mind talking about it. It doesn't, you know, it's not like I'm not one of those people. If something painful happens, I'm not going to talk about it because I think talking about it is just the easiest way for people to understand who you are Mm -hmm. and why you are. And, um, then they hear your message and they kind of get it. Yeah. And it's, it's healthy to express it. Um, I I feel like I'm the same way. Like I'm not good at just like sitting with my emotions. Like, I don't know how to, like, what is that? I don't even know. Um, I'm not good at other people's emotions either. I I can't really read what's going on sometimes. (laughs) And, uh, I'm not good at being the most, uh, sensitive, uh, in situations and knowing how to process my own emotions. So I can totally relate to that. Uh, and that's why I do this show because like I started this show in July of last year and it was basically as my marriage was falling apart and I needed an outlet. I stopped therapy. I was learning more about myself in terms of my mental health and um, where I was at and going in life and the things that I needed. And uh, I didn't have an outlet because my, I, I was 3,000 miles away from home 
uh, 3000 miles away from anyone that I could really speak to regularly. And, um, my marriage wasn't cutting it either. She, we, we just weren't communicating. So I was feeling like trapped and I started using this podcast as a means to like express myself and my emotions. And people have been connecting with me more as a result. It makes me feel better. <laughs> and it's, yeah. and people get to know you, which is, which is rad. I mean, you're a rad person and I feel like I'm a rad person. So it's nice to be able to express that and get that in return. Um, and one thing I've noticed that is also a commonality is that we both are, uh, you know, we, we make a lot of jokes. <laughs> we, yeah, what's life without laughter, man? What is life without laughter, especially when dealing with heavy stuff? Um, yeah. You know, and it's hard because I think a lot of people look at it as like, oh, you're just covering your emotions with comedy. And sure, maybe that was when I was younger. Um, but I feel like as we get attuned with comedy, like we get better at just like expressing in a comedic way and not necessarily like, it's not in a, not in a way to cover things up, but to like kind of, levity the reality of life and just say like yeah you know everybody knows you're sad you know what i mean like and and what's weird for my life is i was like i was talking to one of my friends and i swear to god i didn't even realize how traumatic you know like being a caregiver was until i think it was like saint patrick's day Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was drinking a bunch of jameson and i looked at my friend and i go i think i just went through something traumatic Mm -hmm. and my friend was like uh no shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no, I mean, like, you know, caring for my grandma for five years and her dying. She goes, yeah, <laughs> you know, like you didn't. She's like, why do you think everybody's like asking you if you're OK? And like, and, and, and you know, reaching out to you. It's like because someone died. She goes, no, 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 Ashley. Um, and she was like, you know, the weirdest part is you're late to your own pity party. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I've been laughing through this whole thing, you know, and, and when I really really got down to it and I realized that it was something sad and I realized that like you know the whole time my grandma's been sick or she was sick I uh, I was able to laugh with her and you know keep her spirits up and keep my family spirits up it was really until I stopped and you know I put the jokes aside I was like oh shit this is heavy mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like fuck and then it just kind of went back to me being my old self after realizing what happened you know, and, and finally taking that step back and understanding what happened, it was like, okay, let's laugh again. I, you know, everybody knows I'm sad. What the hell is the point of me sitting here telling you I'm sad? Right. You know, let's have some fun. <laughs> right. Did you always lean into comedy as a kid um, with like in like school or with your family? Yeah. Comedy got me out of a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Teachers couldn't like yell at me because they were too busy laughing at what I did. <laughs> like you can't really get mad at me if i'm making a funny face at you you know you're just laughing or like i'll say something ridiculous and outlandish and they laugh and instead of getting in trouble you know we form a closer bond and it's the easiest way to get to know people if you make people laugh they Mm -hmm. feel so comfortable around you you can learn so much about what people laugh at (laughs) it's it's really interesting keep going and yeah, and then once they feel comfortable around you, you know their whole life story. I know so many people's life stories, and mm. it's like I'd never once asked you for shit. <laughs> like I didn't even ask. I don't even care to be honest. Right. But you know, once they get into that comfort level with you, they'll be like, "Ha ha ha! Wow, that was awesome. That makes me think of this time when." And mm. you just start sharing moments and sharing moments. And granted, like I said, nine times out of ten, I genuinely—it's not that I don't care about the person. I just never expected that, that to happen. Right. But it's it's just a great way to really get into someone, get into who they are and, you know, learn about people and, you know, build relationships without turning people into clients. You just turn them into people who like to talk to you. Yeah. And you just have fun. 
Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> you know, God forbid people have fun in the world. It's like traumatizing for everybody else. Yeah, you know, that's kind of it's kind of interesting in this world that um seems to be leaning uh more and more into the hustle hustle grind like take everything seriously mindset whereas uh, I feel like the reason that I have this show or one of the reasons I have this show is to like kind of debunk that in a lot of ways because I feel like it's a little bit unnecessary to like to to hurt your brain and mindset over like grinding for 26 hours a day um, and, and introduce some levity into people's lives uh, amidst heavy topics. You know, there's like real shit that we need to talk about in life when it comes to like mental health and mindset and stuff. But um, there's no reason we can't look at it from a different lens and, and try to uh, experience things with an optimism or, you know, make jokes about dark things. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, dark jokes are awesome. And they really oh. break, um, they really show you who's going to stick around in your life. I mean, I have a friend, yes. one of my old, my oldest friend is, I think, what, we've known each other since we were fucking 12, so like 14 years now. Right. Um, and we see the darkest shit. Like, I mean, you know, her dad died and we were very, very close friends and everything. Like, we were, I stayed at her house for two weeks after her dad died and my grandma died. She was always up my ass trying to talk and <laughs> drove me nuts. And um, But we would have, like, dark death I mean, like, dark shit, dude. And mm-hmm. what happened was, instead of crying, you know, we would laugh about it and we would realize it was okay. But there's some people in your life who they think that if you make a dark joke, you're some depraved, sick human. And when the truth is, you're just trying to make the best of a horrible situation mm-hmm. you know and you're not trying to really just mourn all this like who the fuck wants to be sad all the time i don't i don't uh. want to be sad all the time and if i can laugh at these things and i can be happy i'd rather i'd much rather laugh at it than freaking cry about it like that first of all it doesn't do anything at least when you're laughing you're in a great mood and you know yeah you're sad but you are literally able to keep going mm-hmm Sadness will stop you dead in its tracks, dude. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. That shit is glue. Yeah, and it's a way to acknowledge a difficult situation. Uh, you know, it's not like you're ignoring it. You're like, if you're finding, like, the beauty of comedy is it involves a nuance of intelligence that a lot of people can't really pick up on. <laughs> that, um, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Ricky Gervais really presents this really well he has a a comedy special that just went on netflix and Mm -hmm. he talks about jokes and he makes a lot of he's he's probably one of the like the ones that just makes the most blatant really dark uncomfortable it's some of it's uncomfortable but it's hilarious and and you can hear it in the audience too Mm -hmm. like people are like oh buddy and 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 the people who really understand that you're not a bad person because you make dark jokes if anything you're a super sensitive person who genuinely, if they have to actually cope with this stuff, might blow their brains out. But right. instead, instead of like blowing their brains out, they're taking it, they're making it funny, they're making it something they can talk about without getting heavy, passionate, or crying or throwing a fit. You know, and it's it's a way of venting. It's right. it, it's it's a healthy vent versus you know self-loathing and self-harm. And most you know they always say like artists are like some of the darkest people in the world, and it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Because we, we see the problems with the world and if we have to actually without a medium to communicate them we're just going to be in fetal position 24/7 yeah absolutely and that's why i like i appreciate when at least comedians try to toe that line sometimes it's not successful sometimes it's like uh, uncomfortable like you said um but you know i i, I applaud people for at least trying <laughs> to yeah, make so- something work um because i i think 
it's it's hard because we a lot of people are like why can comedians say this but nobody else can and it's like well they're trying to work through the nuance of it they're trying to figure out yeah. a way to talk about the topic without um without being you know exhibiting the behaviors that they're actually conveying or talking about you know you're, you're talking about maybe hateful things or something but you're not really saying it from the hateful place it's there's a lot of tricky nuance and i'm not going to try to explain it here because it's going to get me in trouble <laughs> but right but you know it's it's hard and i applaud comedians when they can find a way to do it in in a way that works so um hmm, i think i think that's a pretty decent amount of stuff that we covered um the comedy stuff is definitely something i wanted to get into because that's that's pretty huge um so can you yeah tell people a little bit more about um camp ashley like when that's happening if that's something people can get into or learn more about yeah absolutely um we have a group like everybody else in the world um <laughs> we have a group um c-a-a-m-p ashley a-s-h-l-e-y um, and you can find it on Facebook and I'll be posting more and more. I'm going to start doing live. Uh, I don't want to call them trainings, but they're live trainings, unfortunately. Um, just going over the five tenants of Camp Ashley and showing people more and like better places to find the exemplary things. So for instance, like when it comes to communication, I send people to Landon's group because, um, he gives you an ideal client avatar. So that's an idea, you know, that's an ideal communication avatar to the people who want to hear your message, the people who need to hear your message versus trying to talk to everybody. So yeah, that's really what's going to happen in the next couple months. Um, it's going to be August 15th mm -hmm. through the 19th. We had to push it back a week cause I had some more family shit going on and um, I wasn't able to fly out and get the deposit put down and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and so we're going to do it then. I'm redoing the website. So that's Camp Ashley with one A. So C-A-M-P-A-S-H-L-E-Y.net. It's pretty garbage. And I know that. And um, I'm okay with it. Right. Some people aren't. And I'm like, well, then don't come. It's just that simple for me. Yeah. <laughs> like either help or, or don't come. But I'm not going to entertain people just ripping me to shreds because they just want to. Yeah, that's yeah. good too. That's a, that. there's, there's a lot of nuance there also of like understanding when someone is trying to be hateful or difficult versus when somebody's trying to give you some constructive criticism because fuck the other stuff. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that. I have enough negative shit in my head already. Right. <laughs> We're already processing those through messed up jokes anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and if there's anywhere else that, any, that um, you know, if anyone wants to get a hold of you or um, learn more about you um, specifically and what you're up to, is there social media? Oh, yeah, channels? you can go to my Facebook. Yeah, Ashley Sanders. Um, I'm the only person with a pirate, and I don't plan on changing that because it's the easiest way for people to find me. Um, it's uh, it's just kind of like I don't I'm not big on you know social media marketing for myself right. as much because it's not necessary. If you want to find out what I'm up to, check out my personal page. I'm not you know that's what it's for. Word, <laughs> word. Sounds good. Well, this was a good talk. I, I think we covered a lot of things. Uh, I would love to have you back on in the future, especially after I think after you do the camp, I think it would be rad to talk about it. And, uh, you know, what the experiences were and stuff. And maybe we can find some other comedy topics to talk about and, and have you back on if you'd be down for that. Of course, man. Whenever. Let me know. Cool. Sounds good. This is a good chat. Um, I hope everybody will go check out CampAshley.net and go uh, check out Ashley Sanders and her stuff because she's just rad to know. So thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. All right. All right.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. It's a matin, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's a matin, you got me going off your dopamine.